Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Many people are saying, well, it's over for America. Wickedness has won. There's no more justice in the land. We need to just go home, and we need to accept the election results. Well, I tell you, that would be a mistake. Because what we are experiencing in America is so much bigger than one election. And you know my response when people say, I just need to accept it. I need to go home. I need to be silent. I need to settle in. You know what I say? I respond as the psalmist did in Psalm 11.1. How dare you tell me to flee to the mountain for safety when I am trusting in the Lord? And I quoting that from the Living Bible because it says it so clear to me. So let me respond by even sharing a few more scriptures with you out of Psalm 11. One, again, it says, how dare you tell me to flee to the mountain for safety when I am trusting in the Lord. For the wicked have strung their bows. They've drawn their arrows tied against the bowstrings and aimed from ambush at the people of God. Law and order have collapsed, we are told. What can the righteous do but flee? But the Lord is still on his holy temple, and he still rules from heaven. He closely watches everything that happens here on earth, and he puts the righteous and the wicked to the test. You know what I believe? God is watching. He's watching to see, are we going to flee to the mountain? and just hide? Or are we going to once again be a church who takes back our voice in the land and we declare truth and demand truth in the land? This is our hour for the Christians, for the body of Christ to rise up. Because you see, our voice in America for the church, we've lost it. We have surrendered it. Why? Because we do not, hey, no truth and we don't stand for truth. You've heard me say this in other podcasts. But you know what? We need a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough or this nation is done. What we're waiting for, and many people are saying this, we need a miracle moment. We need a miracle to restore righteousness and justice in the lands. And I tell you, miracles are truth. They are truth. I'm reminded of a friend who told me some years ago that her pastor had preached and declared that miracles are no longer prevalent for today. They were only for the days of Jesus. And that when Jesus died, miracles no longer happened in the land. That they were just to prove who Jesus Christ was during the biblical times. She said she even had a Bible study teacher who taught the same thing. That Jesus did miracles and once he died, miracles died. And miracles don't happen today. And even said that people that they see miracles, they're lying to you. Well, I am here to tell you, miracles happen. A lot of people are believing for a miracle in our nation. 
a miracle that justice and righteousness will come back and that we can live in a land of peace. Many people are crying out, Shalom, we need peace in our land and it will take a miracle. But I will tell you, I believe the miracle will come, the breakthrough for the miracle will come when we as a nation choose life. See, we're set on justice. God correct all this injustice. We're set on righteousness. God get the people's hearts right again. And yet all the time, God is above that saying, I'm waiting for you to choose life. And I believe once we choose life, God will break through and bring justice in the land. He will break through and bring righteousness, restore righteousness in the land. Let me share with you my thoughts on this because it all just seemed to come together for me because I too, I've been one of those praying the scriptures day in and day out. God, we need justice. We need righteousness. And yet too, believing that God was going to do something with this life issue. Well, I believe miracles start with life. Now, why do I say this? Now, first, let me define a miracle because I don't want to assume that we all really know when it's a biblical statement that miracles happen. God performed miracles, and so are miracles possible today. What is a miracle? A miracle, now think about this. A miracle is when you take a supernatural power and it resides in a thing to bring about an event. There's a supernatural event that occurs. It's one that you cannot explain without the involvement of the divine power. The divine power of Father God. It is beyond man being able to do it apart from the hand of God in a situation. I wish I had a, a good way to just paint the picture for you the way I see it. But, you know, it's like when we scientifically or numerically, we say one plus one plus one is three. Well, we can all figure that out. No supernatural understanding involvement there. Yes, we got one apple, two apples, three apples on the table. What if you go out to a tree and you see one apple hanging from the tree, you see two apples hanging from the tree, and then you see that third apple hanging from the tree. That's all you see hanging from the tree. And you turn around and you start to walk back to your car, walk back to your home, and then you turn right back around and then all of a sudden you see there's a fourth apple hanging on the tree. Well, you know there were only three apples. It took the supernatural intervention, divine hand, to put that fourth apple. There was no explanation, no scientific way to explain that fourth apple. Hang on. It was a miracle that that fourth apple appeared on the tree. Now, that's a simple way of saying it, and you can begin to probably factor in different things, but a miracle apart from the divine involvement, the supernatural power of God, it's not happening. So a miracle, what we're saying is that we need the divine involvement of God in a situation to correct so that we can store righteousness and justice in the land. But I maintain to you that it will start with life. Now, what do I mean by that? It will start spiritually and physically. It involves both. See, if you go all the way back to Genesis and just think about what God did in Genesis 1 when he created this earth, he's up here in heaven. And by the 
his breath, he created this earth and he created man, man and woman. And he created life, the supernatural power of God, the breath of God created man and woman life. And what did he tell them to do? Go and multiply. What? Bring forth life. See, God has always been about life. And from life flowed everything else. And so life starts spiritually and then carries forth physically. When you got saved, you got life. How am I saying that? We say it all through the Gospels. You were born again. Why were you born again? Because you had a dead spirit. Your spirit man was dead. You were born after the likeness of Adam. And you needed life. You needed your spirit man to come alive. How did you get life? It was by believing and receiving Jesus into your heart. And when you believed and received Jesus, you received what? You received life. You got life. You're no longer now dead. You're now alive in Christ. You can commune with God. That's a spiritual life coming forth. But physical. We were created to bring forth physical life. See, your salvation was a miracle. It took the divine supernatural power of Jesus through the Holy Spirit to come into your life. But physical, we know the birth is a supernatural move of God to do all of that. We can look back at Mary, when Mary birthed Jesus. When she conceived Jesus in Luke 1, 34, when the angel appeared, and let me read that. I'm going to find that real quick because it says it's so good. It really matches up with what I'm trying to explain about miracles. In Luke 1, 34, then Mary said to the angel, this is when the angel appeared to Mary and said, you're going to bring forth this child. And she said, how can that be? I've not been with a man. I'm a virgin. And I've shared this before, the same story on another podcast. But here's the point I want to make. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, listen to these words, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. What came upon Mary in her physical body? that caused her to bring forth life. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. That is supernatural. That was a miracle. The birth that Mary brought forth, who was the Son of God. But here's the connection I want to make. We're all praying for a miracle in America. We're all praying that we'll get back to righteousness. We're all praying that things will be just once again in America that God will restore all this. Listen, right now, and I know this is true for you too, I am on so many prayer calls and praying with so many intercessors around this nation. In fact, on one prayer call, it's going around the globe, praying for justice and righteousness 
to be restored. If there's so many people praying and people that are earnestly crying out to God, and we believe we're praying pursuant to the Word of God, we're praying in order so that God can release His glory out of heaven and bring it down here on earth and fill it with light everywhere. If we really believe that, what is holding it back? You know what I believe? It comes back to life. God is waiting. He could release it. He could straighten it out. He could fix it in a moment's notice. But I believe God is waiting for us as America to get this one concept correct, and it's about life. See, we haven't gone back in this nation and valued life the way God values life all the way back to the beginning of Genesis. We haven't valued life and made our life a life of worship to God. And out of that would flow justice and righteousness in the land. I go back to the scripture that I use so many times, Deuteronomy 30, 19. God said, I call heaven and earth, America, I call heaven and earth as witnesses. I call the supernatural and the natural as witnesses against you today. That I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. See, God is waiting for us to choose life. See, this is what the gospel does. It brings life. How, do, how is that? Because it brings salvation. When we share the gospel message of Jesus, that's what he was about, was to redeem us, redeem our life back to God. And so the gospel message brings life. God's all about life, and he's waiting for us to understand that. Not only supernaturally that we can be saved and have life and life eternal, the supernatural eternal life, but have life now, abundant life, but we've got to line up with the heart of God and receive and accept and respect life the way God does. And you know how I see that this will come about? I believe that we're in a stage because how long years we have prayed that the Supreme Court will get this issue right. We've prayed for years and years and years ever since the 70s when the Supreme Court ruled that abortion was legal in America, and they haven't gotten it right yet. Our legislators, even at the state level, haven't gotten it right yet. But I believe God will get the honor for this. All of the honor will go to God to restore life here in America to get it lined back up as the prominent issue before us that we get it right. And God will be honored for that. And you know how I believe I could see it happening is revival. Revival. And we've been praying for revival. I'm telling you, since 1993, I have prayed a scripture, Psalm 85, verse 6. God, would you revive us again? that your people will rejoice in you. See, we need revival in the land, not just pray for justice and righteousness, because revival will bring life. It will restore life back in the heart of every individual 
And when you have life, the life of Jesus Christ that rules and reigns in your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit, you then choose to do what is right. That's righteousness. You then choose to line up with the heart of God and do just. And then when people, person after person after person after person, we spread revival, spreads through this land. And it takes over heart after heart after heart. It takes over home after home after home. It takes over city after city after city. Revival. Where life, supernatural life, takes over our physical life and we walk pursuant to the word of God. Do you know what? the abortion issue will become moot. It'll become moot. We won't care what the Supreme Court says about abortion. Why? Because the hearts of the people of America has been revived and in their heart, we've chosen life and that will rule in the land and God will get the honor for it. God will get the honor for it, not the Supreme Court and which nine justices sat on the bench. Not a state legislature who said, we're going to enact this law and we're going to protect life. It will be God when he moves with revival through this land. See, we're all sitting around waiting for justice. You know, we've got a corrupt government. That is so obvious. And if you don't believe that, then let me help you. We just need to open our eyes. Listen to the words and watch the acts of our leaders. Not every leader, but many leaders. And we all crying out, where is justice in the land? We see the corruption. We see what's happening. We see how wicked they are. We see how deceptive they are. And God, you tell us in Psalm 33, 5 that you love righteousness and you love justice. Then where is the justice in the land? God, why won't you? We're crying out. Why will you not come back and restore justice? People are cheating their way to power. People are stealing their way to power. People are seeking after the lust of the world. Leaders are deceiving us in their lives and their, in their decisions that they're making. People are handling and, and doing their backdoor maneuvering. So much deception. Where is the justice in the land when it's been exposed? It's been exposed and exposed and exposed. And where, when, God, are you going to do justice? We're asking that. God, send justice in the land. And we're waiting for righteousness. God, make this thing right. You see how crooked and corrupt and evil our society is? God, we're waiting for you to restore us to righteousness. And how do we get off from righteousness? I mean, Hebrews tells us clearly that they always go astray in the heart. God's word says, don't harden your heart in the day of rebellion. Hey, like the Israelites did. He said, they always go astray in the heart. Why? Because they do not know my way. That's Hebrews 3, 7, 8, and 9. Read the whole thing through verse 11 there. They go astray in the heart. We're waiting for righteousness. We're waiting for God to get things put back right again. And God's waiting for us to get our heart right. He's waiting for us to get our home back in order. And we keep saying, well, I have no peace in my home. My home is lonely. My home is full of grief. My home is full of despair. It's all confusion. There's no unity. It's all separation. So much division in the home. And their government, look at the government. God, there's no righteousness 
or little righteousness in the government. It's full of greed and a lust for power and pride. It's all about me, the individual. Look at even the church. It's amazing what the church has been able to build physically without the power of the Holy Spirit. And we look at that and we wonder, we wonder, where is the life? Where is the life? And we keep saying, but God, bring us back. And God says, but you're in rebellion. You're in rebellion. Rebellion to what? Because we've not chosen life. We don't understand how life fits into the picture. We just want God to do something. We're crying out for it. And many times we won't even examine our own heart. God, go make them right. Go get that home lined up. God, go get that church in order. God, go get that government, that Congress right. I remember when I was practicing law. And I'll tell you one of the things that really grieved my heart. Many times people would come to me because they would say, I want a Christian lawyer. I want someone to take my case that'll fight like a Christian and do what is righteous. Why? Because what they were saying, they want truth. Until, until their case started going south. And then they wanted you to fight like the world. They wanted you to forget those principles, those godly principles. And you better go in there and fight like the world. In other words, like leaving out a few important facts if necessary weaving in a little bit of deception because we want to get the upper hand on them or justifying, you know, the bit of deception or denying some important facts just so that you can gain the narrative. And it used to grieve me. As long as things were going well, let's pursue this in a Christian manner. But once their case became jeopardized, you better go fight like the wicked fight. See, we can't have it both ways, people. Either it's righteous or it's unrighteous. Either it's just or unjust. But God, I believe, is saying, God is waiting for us. I believe God, God could correct this society, our issues in America, in a heartbeat. And I think that's exactly what God is after, a heartbeat life. He's waiting for us to choose life because out of life will flow righteousness. Out of life will flow justice. But our hindrance is see right now, the way our nation stands about the issue of life, we're an abomination. Our worship is unholy as a people because of our decision about the unborn life. God is saying it is time to repent. Time to repent, America. What you're praying for, for me to correct this injustice and this unrighteousness, I'm waiting for you to correct the very heart of me, which is life. So repent once again, America, and choose life. And then I believe out of that choice, I mean sincere choice, not like in the days when Prophet Jeremiah, when they ran back to God, when they got themselves in a mess and they pretended to have repented and come back to God. God said, that's a pretense, repentance, and you're an abomination to me. See, we don't need to pretend that we'll repent about abortion. We need to truly convict our heart and be sold out to God. The scripture, Amos 5, 24, we all know it. Justice will roll down like the waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. 
God's waiting to do a miracle. I believe he's waiting to do a miracle. But he's waiting for the miracle, for the hearts of the American people to be revived and come back to life. And when we do that, justice and righteousness will flow through the land. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.